Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. South Seas Healthcare, providing excellent health and well-being for Pacific people and all communities. Your home for everything rugby league. This is Running It Straight with Tony Kemp and Sam Hewitt on SENZ. Oh, that is rugby league. Welcome into Running It Straight for another week, Wednesday the 10th of May. Coming up on the programme today, hopefully, uh, Chance Nickel Klugstar. We're just trying to get through to Chance at the moment to just confirm that he's going to come on with us. So I've uh, got my squirrels out, mate. Don't worry about it. he has got the squirrels out to go track him down. So uh, hopefully we've got Chance on around about 10 minutes time. You can get your questions in on double eight double three. Uh, hopefully he does come on. We can uh, put some of your questions to him. Uh, the Warriors place, uh, facing the Bulldogs this Friday. We have live commentary here on SCNZ. We'll run through the team lists, do a bit of a preview after 3.30 um, but up until we hopefully get Chance on can be to kick off the show we always review the game from the weekend which was the Warriors against the Panthers uh, there's been lots of talk this week hasn't there um, hardly on the game more on the officiating and what's ensued following with the comments of the one New Zealand CEO it's been a hectic three days mate rugby league wise what have you what have you sort of made of it all I guess what's your summation of the last four days in rugby league well I think the summation from my perspective is just the uh, passion that has sort of I guess settled within the the New Zealand public in and around the Warriors I think being less than uh, treated treated less than appropriately given the fact that they spent near on three years overseas uh, holding this competition together. And I think the frustration on the back of that, and I talked about it this week on Breakfast um, a lot, Sam, is around consistency, but defining what that consistency meant. And I think the frustration, given the fact that we haven't you know, been able to see them at home for a couple of years, um, and then we have back-to-back-to-back decisions go against us, I think people are starting to, to now wonder... Um, you know what does that mean for our club when we when we're, I guess, bordering um, making the semi-finals this year? Because that no one's spoken about that. Mm. You know we started the season really well. We're bordering, you know, being close to the top team um, during the year. We sat in second place, and now we find ourselves sitting down in eleventh, and on these back-to-back. Uh, decisions that have really affected the the team and the momentum of the team, the way that they've been going. Given the f- also the fact that we we've uh, copped injuries, um, suspensions, and and lo- lost our bench at, at crucial times, I think the frustration is is sort of bubbled to the top. Now, Jason Pine's comments, uh, are polar- Jason Paris, uh, Jason Paris's comments, sorry, uh, polarised for the fact that he's the CEO of of the major sponsor, mm. and given that a lot of people have wanted to say something on the back of that. A lot of people have come out and spoken up. You've had Dean Bell, Logan Swan, uh, you've had Kevin Campion come out. You know, you've had a lot of people actually say, "Well, you know, it's starting to to, to wear thin with us." Um, I think the way that Andrew Webster's handled it has been spot on. You know, you, he knew that he was going to come up against it at some stage of the season, and we find ourselves three losses. Uh, going into a game against the Bulldogs before a bye where we could see ourselves sitting well outside the eight. Mm. Um, and it's really important that he, he sort of keeps the players focused on the job at hand. And I think the decisions this week to put Dylan Walker back on the bench and bring in Ronald Volkman is, a, is a, I guess, a, 
indication that he sees where his team really needs to, to fix up some of the problem areas. And against the Penrith Panthers on the weekend, one of the, the key areas that they lost was the bench. Again, they lost the bench. When, yep. the, when the momentum needed to, to change, they never had Dylan Walker coming off the bench and changing that momentum. And I think that's happened over these last three losses. So, um, you know, I'm not buying into it. I'm not buying into that the referees are uh, the reason why the Warriors are losing. I think there's a number of mitigating factors. One is we've lost our key players. You know, Tamari Martin's out, Mitch Barnett. We don't know when he's coming back. You've had um, Maratunua Koresu's suspension. You know, the only consistent player that's been there that has been a sign-in is both uh, Dylan Walker and, and Jackson Ford. Yeah. But... Uh, you know, everyone else has sort of had to put play a part in this year, and we knew that suspensions and injury were going to play a part. It's just that he's behind the eight ball at the moment, Andrew Webster. Yeah, I think if you're bang on about um, not having the bench impact over the last three games, that's been the biggest uh, difference, I think, for the Warriors uh, against tough opposition as well. So, parking the referee thing to the side, Kempi, and just casting your eye back to Penrith uh, on Saturday, Magic Round up in Brisbane. Um, do you feel like? They sort of did enough with what they had. Where did it sort of go wrong for Andrew Webster's men against Penrith? Look, there's a set of six where they scored that try, you know. So it goes along the the shifting edges, the sweeping plays. It looks really good. And then all of a sudden on a break, and a half break, it goes back to Tor Harris who's sitting plunk, right plunk, right in the dead set middle of the football field. And Adam Fanua Blake is running a perfect line and he hits him with that ball and he goes through. Now... If they can replicate that over 80 minutes, they are, they are one of the best attacking sides in the competition. The problem that we got is it's really sporadic. And when we make changes, and if you look at the changes that were, they, they weren't made, they had to be made. You know, And this is where the frustration steps in. So we lose um, Ed Cossey. Okay, so he, he goes and he makes a fantastic tackle on Crichton. Mm-hmm. He, he does his knee. In the meantime, he caps a massive hematoma in, in the in the uh, meaty part of your quad. So he has to go off. Then all of a sudden, Dallin goes off because he, he has to go for an HIA. That was a you know, one of the frustration um, frustrating parts of the game where the referee says no penalty, but we have to go to an HIA. Then Tommy Ale has to move to the edge. You've got your back rows moving to the centres, uh, and all of a sudden you've lost your shape. And I think if we can keep our team on the park for long periods of time, in the right position, given the fact that we can move Dills Walker back to the bench and make an impact when we come off, I think I think we're in really good shape to make the make the finals. Well, yeah, there's a big question mark at the moment. Can be, I mean, what if? And it's a big what if. But what if the Warriors had a full strength squad? A team that didn't we didn't get any injuries over the course of an eighty minutes because we haven't really seen a Warriors team compete for eighty minutes without losing two or three guys to either injury or HIA or whatever it is. It's sort of an uh, we don't really get a true picture of where the side's at. Yeah, well, you're naive if you go into a season as an NRL coach, and I learnt this a, a really early t- um, time in my co- coaching career. If you don't mit- uh, bring into to, to um, equation the mitigating factors that are actually going to kind of play play out. One of them is injuries, mm-hmm. all right. And we spoke about that. The other one is suspensions. Um, we said that, and then the rule changes in the way that they're interpreted. You know, when you have a referee, and then you have a, a bunker. You know, and then you have two guys on the sideline. You have twelve cam- camera views. Uh, so different interpretations. You've got to you've got to bring those into you, the way that you're thinking. Now. They've played out for Andrew Webster. Like he, di- he didn't think, oh, I'm, I'm going to need to plan um, from game one that I'm going to lose nine players. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
at some stage of your career, you're going to have to say, well, what happens when I lose this player? What happens if I lose this group? How do I make my changes and so forth? And to be honest with Andrew Webster, he's kept his, he's kept his feet on the ground. He's really grounded and it couldn't have got any worse for him, you know, as far as injuries go. So he's... I think done a wonderful job in making sure that every player that comes into the Warriors puts the effort in over 80 minutes. Now, yes, they lost the game 18-6. It was a it was a high caliber game. 40 sets completed by Penrith out of 47. You know they they match them them um, as far as percentages go because the Warriors are top as far as completions go. But but they had a better attacking game with uh, Dylan Edwards at the back and and Nathan Cleary in the middle of the park and I thought that's where the game won Nathan Cleary knew what to do to get the game won and mate Dylan Edwards just continues to impress like if he's not in the state of origin this year even coming off as number 14 I'd play him in the middle of the park that's how that's how good he's going it's interesting um, you say that he, um, Andrew Webster wouldn't have been able to anticipate uh, eight injuries at the moment on the casualty ward for the Warriors, which is the most of any NRL team currently. Um, and when you look at some of the other casualties clubs face, certainly not their biggest players, but also a lot of them due back in the next sort of round or two. I'll just quickly run through Jackson Ford. He's just uh, sitting out with an HIA, even though uh, we've got the bye next week. He's coming back obviously the following week, so against the uh, the Broncos. Uh, Luke Metcalf will obviously make his return at uh, New South Wales Cup this week, so he may be in line to get a, a starting spot after the bye. Uh, Braden uh, Williami, he's expected back after the bye. Uh, Tamari Martin is expected back round 15, so another four or five weeks away. Ed Cossey is a, is a TBC at the moment. Jazz Tavanga, I thought I saw somewhere 12 weeks, was it, for Jazz at yeah. the moment? Um and then Mitch Barnett, of course, who is still indefinite at this stage. I believe he's seeing a specialist this week uh, for a plan on a return to play. Let's hope that's uh, good news for Mitch Barnett. So lots of injuries to deal with to, to very key players um, as well, Kempi, which you know no coach can really anticipate. No, you can't. And unfortunately... Um, unfortunately, that's the nature of the game because it's a collision sport, and you know it's you just hope that the, the luck and the, the the god, the lucky gods, are on your side to um, make sure that you get through unscathed. But unfortunately for Andrew Webster, it couldn't have it couldn't have um, turned out any worse from in the first. Uh, nine rounds, you know, he's lost some key players and key positions, and and not just in one game. Every game, he's had to rejig his side because of uh, key key players that he's signed has had has had to serve out a suspension or an injury. Now, given the fact that he's worked on that um, during the off season to make sure that the players come in and they do the job, it still doesn't. Uh, I guess equate to a to a having a, having your best side out there that know how to do the job and get the job done when you're up against these sides like the Penrith, um, like the Melbournes and like those t- teams that are at the top when you get to play them. So I think um, it showed this week. You know he's moved Dills Walker back to the bench. He knows that the bench is struggling to make that impact that Dylan Walker was making when he uh, was coming off in that number fourteen jersey. And I think it's a it's a key switch this week to have Dills back there and Ronald Volkman back in. Uh, the number six jersey, he's obviously given him a shot and said, well, you know, given the fact that we need to make these changes so that we have this impact over 80 minutes, because that was the key lesson for me on the weekend, Sam. Uh, the first 20 minutes was very good. The the next 60 was just stale. Yeah, all over the Panthers in the first 20 minutes. Uh, very, very important two points uh, on offer as well on Friday night against the Bulldogs. We'll talk about that game after 3.30. Uh, we will try uh, Chance again. We're just going to take a short break. We are struggling to get through to him, so we'll give him a call during the air break. Hopefully we'll be able to line him up. And just a reminder as well, we've got this great uh, prize package up for grabs at the moment. We're just looking for one New Zealand Warriors' biggest fan. All you got to do is call 0800 37 Go Warriors. Leave a voicemail and tell us why you're uh, the Warriors' one big fan. You're into 
win a massive fan experience that includes trips over to Aussie and includes mobile phone data plans accommodation everything it's a great prize and all you have to do is ring up and leave a voicemail it can be as uh as serious or as funny as you like, but it's a pretty easy thing to do and you can put yourself in the draw for that experience. Uh, we'll take a break here on Running It Straight, thanks to South Seas Healthcare, Auckland's largest Pacific wellbeing service provider, hoping, crossing our fingers for Charles Nicol Klukstar on the other side. South Seas Healthcare, providing excellent health and wellbeing for Pacific people and all communities. Have your say on the great game of rugby league. 0800 150 811. This is Running It Straight on SENZ. Welcome back into Running It Straight. Look, just struggling to get to uh, Charles de Gaulle-Klukstar. I understand they're on a day off, Kenby, so maybe he's uh, taking the family to the zoo or something. He's probably out surfing, mate. The Sydney beaches out of Coogee are about 25 feet away. He strikes me as a bit of a surfer as well, actually, Charles. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, he probably a bit better Wouldn't have had much surf down in Canberra. <laughs> That's true. But uh, <laughs> look, we've got the next best thing, really, because it's very, very short notice, and we do appreciate this uh, Warriors assistant coach coming on the line now, Richie Agar. I think we've got him there. G'day, Richie. Hi, guys. How are you doing? Yeah, really good, Richie. Hey, thanks a lot for coming on short notice, mate. Uh, you've uh, obviously um, stayed over in Sydney, uh, Brisbane, isn't it? When do you when do you head down to Sydney? Because you're not you haven't come home uh, to face the Bulldogs. When do you head down there? Now we got our team run uh, up here tomorrow, Kempy, and then we head straight to the airport and jump on a plane. So we'll be in Sydney early Friday afternoon, and obviously, uh, sorry, Thursday afternoon, obviously a, a Friday evening kickoff. Yeah, and I see that there's quite a few. Uh, Subtle changes, I'd say, Richie. You had Josh Curran's coming to the back row. You've lost Jackson Ford, who I think's been absolutely outstanding for you this year. Move Dills Walker back to the bench. And, of course, Rocco Berry gets to start back in the centres for the first time this year. Can you just talk us through those changes? Yeah, obviously, some are enforced. Jackson Ford with a, with a head injury, uh, which is a shame for Jackson. You know, he's done a, done a high workload this year. So if there's any, uh, I guess... Any silver lining to the cloud, Kempe? I think I think Jackson uh, will be more than welcome of a of a rest and recuperate, especially with the bye weekend and get recharged. You know he uh, he's done a heavy workload this year, and so it's a good opportunity for Josh uh, to get a start. Uh, and the other changes, obviously, Ed Cossey, who's been you know I think Ed's done a, a wonderful job for us this year already, mm. uh, and I think you know, really coming along and developing as a player. I think defensively he's got himself into some great spots throughout the year, and now he's you know the, the power of his backfield carries mate are obviously uh, been a major factor and an asset of his play. But yeah, Rocco's had a, a difficult preseason with little niggling injuries, and uh, nothing too major, but just ones that have, have kept him out getting a, a good run and an opportunity in the team. So it's a good chance for Rocco. Ronald Volkman, mate, in the number six jersey, Dills walk. Walker back to the bench. Is that an indication? Like in the first twenty minutes, mate, the attack looked really sharp. You know that that whole set where you go down um, on the, that half break yep. and then move the ball back to the middle. Tour who's got that beautiful little pass of his onto Adam Fanua Blake, and then all of a sudden it goes to bed for sixty minutes. Is that the reason why you've moved Dills back to the bench and Volkman in because of the impact that the bench or the lack of impact the bench has been making? Uh, a, li- a little bit, mate. Pro- probably wouldn't say that, but more what Dylan can bring for us coming on into the middle. You know, we're putting a heavy workload on on Toho, and uh, I think what Dylan can do is give you leg speed, a real injection of impact, and he'll make sure that when fatigue gets into the game, Kempi, that we've, we've still got that ability to move the ball around and shift the ball to where we want to do, which when you're anchored in 
uh, as a halfback, sometimes you know you lose that ability. I think having a ball playing middle has been has been really key for us. Uh, we're putting a massive workload on Tohu, and and also, uh, you know, we we get in, you know, we get in a number of injuries that our, our forward stocks are getting low. So to be able to count Dylan as a as a middle for us, but also do what you know do what we think is best, that mate, and that's you know helping you know, helping bring speed to the middle and, and get the ball to our half-backs by playing that, that sort of link in the middle of the field. Mate, they've been as scratchy themselves, the Bulldogs. You know, they're hot and cold. Um, Josh Reynolds has found himself, you know, the older statesman back in the 5'8 jersey. You've got uh, Josh Adekar has been named to play on the wing. He's going to bring some energy. What do, what do, you, yep. what do you think about um, their preparation and what they'll bring to the game this weekend and how do you beat them? Uh, one, one thing I think, you know, for the first time really the coach at the weekend, uh, you know, we're a little bit down on him uh, in his in his post game. So I think given, uh, you know, given the performance at the weekend, he'll definitely be looking for a response and a response through the middle. I think I think they definitely started uh, with, with a little bit of a lack of intent in, in the defence and Canberra managed to move the ball down the field on him quite easily. So... We're certainly expecting a response in that. You've already pointed it out. Adam Carr will bring tons of energy. You know he's uh, he's making a speedy comeback to try and throw himself in the in the Origin frame, uh, and he had a you know he had a sizable impact, mate, on on their team early in the season with his with his speed and energy. And I think that's one thing. What they do try and do, Kempe, is they will play to their strengths, which you know some of their outside backs, um, the speed, the amount of meters, the offensive miss that they've got in the game. You know we're expecting to, uh, for those guys hey, uh, to see a lot of the ball. Nice, Richie. Hey, Richie, I just want to ask you a question because it's you're a fresh set of yep. um, eyes and ears, and it's you know an opportunity to ask someone who's from the the northern part of the. The hemisphere uh, in and around contracting and the I guess the yep. the, what, the part that contracting players pays while you while you you know nine rounds into the season like has it affected the group or you know is it affecting the wider group when you've got players like you say so sign Roger and then all of a sudden it comes out that Sean Johnson's talking to two or three clubs uh, not really because I think I think there's been a, a transparency I think it's quite natural that. Players want the, the future sorting, and I think in today's market, it's not unusual they'll get that they'll get expressions of interest from other clubs. But I think what's really important is the relationship that our club, and in particular our head coach and CEO, have with the players. And I think there's always been open lines of communication and, and transparent transparency between both parties or all the parties. Sorry, Kempe. And I just think uh, you know it's quite natural at times that there may be some. You know, maybe some anxiety at times around it for players, but I think all you can do is uh, be an open, as open and honest as you can with the situation and, and the cards that are being dealt. And you know, they, they all sort of work themselves out. So I'm not, I'm certainly not feeling that internally. Richie, um, a text that's come in here from James. It's a, it's a very long message, so I'm just going to paraphrase it for you. It's basically around um, the sort of injuries, the attrition rate that we've had this year, um, as long as as well yep. as a couple of suspensions. How difficult, I guess, has it been from a coaching perspective? Like, have you had to change a lot from week to week, given you know you're dealing with such different teams from week to week? You haven't, I guess, at a, at a 13 that you've been able to sort of nail down through nine rounds. Has that been a real challenge for the coaches to sort of adapt to you know who you're having on the paddock uh, week in, week out? Uh, yeah, it is. There's times that, 
you know, post game on a short turner and you're like, right, who we got this week and who we got available and, and this week as an instance we get we get one session and a team and that's been the norm for us for three or four weeks now. So you, you probably draw it back to uh, pre-season, how much you can get into them and, and get everything, your foundations laid down uh, across your squad and we get to a point where we try and understand what wins us games and what keeps us in games and, and focus on three or four areas uh, and we, you know, you may tinker week to week, both with the side and tactically but uh, ultimately, you know, we have some uh, I guess fundamental principles that um you know, we like to instill across the squad and, and hope that when it's a, a next man up mentality, the guys that come in, you know, know the role and, and know what's expected of them. But yeah, it's challenging, but I, I think that's right across the competition and, and not just us. Hey. Uh, the game is very, very attritional these days and, and injuries, you know, definitely happen. They they certainly do. Hey, uh, Richie, I, you know, I've got to ask you the question because it's been spoken about a lot over the last three days and, and in and around the refereeing, it's it's going off over here. Um, I know I know that you guys aren't buy, uh, buying into it, but one of the positives out of it is that this weekend you've got um, Cummings as the ref and, and Peter um, Peter Go and and Chris Sutton as your touchies with Gerard Sutton in the bunker, arguably the the top guys because of uh, what's what's transpired yep. out here. Has there been any chat about that this weekend? Because it, it looks like they've put them guys in charge of of you guys because of what's actually happened over here. Um, well, well, first of all, I think you've got to uh, understand that you'd have to be living under a rock not to be aware that there's been uh, some comment around it, Kempi. But I, I think, if anything, we're just looking at a positive that what we've said all along, we, we're not expecting anything other than ourselves to take care of results. And, and this just rubber stamps it even more, really, that uh, we understand... Uh, that that people and supporters from all clubs get really passionate about the teams. Uh, social media itself now, you know, has a real sort of instant nature to it. Uh, but I think internally, mate, we no one has ever looked at uh, referees as as reasons why when you know we're coming off in games and and maybe not getting results. I think it just reinforces more to us that. You know, it's down to us, and, and we've got to take care of it. And hopefully, over the course of the season, some go your way and, and they even themselves out. And I think you can waste a lot of time and energy, um, you know, worrying about that sort of stuff, or you can just accept it, get on with it, and try and be better yourselves. Hey, Richie, just before I let you go, I'm just going to ask you a, a hypothetical. Okay, there's talk coming out of yep. Sydney that Trent Robinson, along with uh, Angus Crichton, are going to be signed by the Australian Rugby Union. Uh, okay, you're, you're, yeah. you're next in line for the head coach. Who do you sign, Sam Walker or Sean Johnson? Oh, where at? Where are we talking? Well, that's wherever, you know what I mean? Like, I'm, what I'm saying is, do you sign in the older statesman yeah. or do you sign the kids sitting in second grade that probably could play first grade? Um, yeah, tough question. I think it, it depends on the style of your team. It depends on the balance. I'll tell you what, it'd be nice, Kempi, if you could sign them both. Yeah, there's, your, <laughs> there's your halves sorted for your next team. Or you could do it with the Roosters, <laughs> Kempi. <laughs> there you go. Very, uh, that's, a, that's a nice answer, Richie. Hey, look forward to uh, when you come back home, mate. Enjoy the week uh, up in Brisbane. Hope you, hopefully you guys can get it on Friday night against Canterbury and uh, enjoy your break when you come back. And I'll make sure I'll give you a call, mate. We'll catch up for a beer. Nice to talk, Richie. 
Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. There you go. Richie Agar, assistant coach of the Warriors there. Um, look, we, we're still trying for chance. We, we're hopeful that we might be able to get him on between now and 4 o'clock. So uh, we're hoping that he still joins us. We will ask all the questions. We've got plenty coming in here on YouTube. Um, so what we'll do, we'll take a break for new sport and weather. We'll do a quick uh, preview of the Bulldogs game this weekend, maybe run through the team list, and then hopefully, hopefully, uh, we'll give chance another go uh, for around about 10 minutes' time. New sport and weather next. Running it straight, thanks to South Seas Healthcare, Auckland's largest Pacific wellbeing service provider. Uh, as I mentioned, uh, going to keep trying for chance to go a cool star. Hopefully, we can get him on in about ten minutes' time. Uh, so, Bulldogs this Friday night, eight o'clock kickoff uh, over in Sydney at a course stadium. We'll have the live commentary here on SNZ. Kempe, you are uh, you're away this Friday, so uh, Blake Ashford is going to fill in and uh, and provide some expert comments on uh, nice. Friday night. So that's going to be a good laugh. Uh, so let's run through the team list just uh, quickly. Chance of Klukstar starts in the number one jersey. The two wingers, Dallin Martinez Lesniak. So good news that he's uh, available despite um, going off. And I think someone mentioned a broken nose or something to do with his nose. So that'll be sore. Uh, Marcelo Montoya shifts back out to the wing uh, for the injured S- uh, Ed Cossey. Uh, Rocco Berry came back into the first grade team. Talk about um, Kempe, I'll talk about that with Kempe very shortly. Adam Pompey partnering him. Volkman, as we mentioned earlier, coming into the side as the number six. Sean Johnson in the seven. The front row, Bunty Alfoa keeps the starting spot with Adam Fenor, Blake Wade Egan in the hooking role. Josh Curran, Maratini Akora in the second row. Torhu Harris as the 13, which means the interchange. Freddie Lussick, Dylan Walker, Dimitrik Sifakula and Tom Ale. For the Bulldogs, we've got uh, Hayes Perrin starting at fullback, Jacob Carraz and Josh Adokar. Josh Adokar coming in after his injury in war round, was it four? Round four or five for Josh Adokar. Um, the two centres, Jack Averillo and Paul Alamotti. Josh Reynolds, Matt Burden in the halves. Then we've got Max King at Tavita Pangai Jr. in the front row, Reed Marnie the hooker. Corey Woodell, Jacob Preston in the second row and Raymond Faitala Mariner as the lock. On the interchange, Carl Ulaa Apu, uh, Jaden Okumba, Franklin Pelle, and Harrison Edwards. Uh, let's start with the Warriors, Kempe. Uh, what do you make of the 17? A couple of forced changes, as Richie Agar said there. So Rocco Berry, who hasn't played first grade in a while, um, there were certainly question marks over his defensive frailties when he was playing first grade, and also Ronald Volkman, who comes back in after last starting against the Sharks. Once again, there were some defensive question marks in that game before the Warriors went on to win it. So what do you make of the, uh, the Warriors 17? Well, they're going to they're going to shape up like that, aren't they? On the left edge, you're going to have Ronald Volkman, Rocco Berry, um, and it looks like Probably Mons, uh, Marcelo Montoya out there, so I don't know whether they'll change that that and interchange uh, Marcelo on the inside uh, of Rocco Berry and throw Rocco Berry to the wing defensively because he's very you know very good at reading uh, the plays at the moment. They've been doing all right down that left edge, but they're going to get a lot of traffic come their way this weekend. Yep. You know, two new blokes coming in from second grade. He's been playing all right in reserve grade. Rocco Berry. Um, and Ronald Volk- Volkman, he's already had one crack this year, and he got exposed uh, in that game as well defensively. So I think I think they're going to be under the pump, especially up against the Bulldog side. Uh, the interesting move for me is moving Dills Walker back to the bench, and uh, you know we know the impact that he makes on that uh, that twenty minute mark coming on, playing the rest of the game through the middle of the park, uh, and I reckon it adds to Torhu Harris in the way that he plays as well. So. We need a little bit of consistency, you know. Over the over the last couple of weeks, yes, he's been playing quite well and done a good job in number six. 
uh, for the Warriors, but they have lost a little bit of shape uh, with the attack especially. So having a recognised half out there, uh, rolling around with Sean Johnson, I think will be good for the shape and, and having Dills Walker coming off and adding to Tohu Harris and the way that he plays through the middle with uh, of, of the likes of Adam Fanua Blake, Josh Curran hitting those those uh, nice lines with the way that he runs that ball. It should it should be okay attacking wise, but mate, it's it's a pretty tough game to pick. I'm you know I'm picking that Canterbury, especially with Josh Adokar back in the side and wanting a point to prove having missed Origin next year. His energy and the and the energy he's going to bring to this Canterbury side is going to be you know pretty pretty phenomenal uh, phenomenal. And just the way that they're playing at the moment, you don't know what you get from Canterbury. Yeah, and uh, I, I agree with you. They're going to get peppered down that edge or both edges really because um, now Edo Carr's back in. Uh, Alamotti, I really know how dangerous they are. Centers. Jacob Carraz is a gun as well. Has Perrin been running into a bit of form lately? And if you look at the game against the Raiders last week, you had Jacob Preston who also plays on the edge in the second row uh, with a double. Jake Avarillo with a double and Hayes Perrin. So it's all coming down the sort of edges for the Bulldogs and that I think is where the Warriors are going to be a little bit frail defensively. Last time they played, 16 points to 14, the Warriors got over them at Mount Smart. Um, dare I say, Kempe, uh, are we a, if it's a game like that on Friday night, are we in for uh, some sort of refereeing controversy or a sinbin away from you know where this game might be decided? Well, it's really interesting. Like, like, I, was, like I mentioned to Richie, they've got arguably the best set of referees riffing uh, the game, the sidelines and the bunker. You know, so you know when when Graham Annesley stands up and and makes the type of comments that he makes, he's going to step off the podium and then go straight to his referees and say, "I'm putting you guys in charge now. Don't let me down." Mm. You know, because he would not want to face the music come Monday, um, and everyone's eyes is on is on the Warriors game. Like last night in three sixty, the NRL three sixty, they talked about the Warriors. Are they being uh, hard done by every other podcast that's going around? You've got people through all the socials starting to get frustrated. Quite simply, Sam, I think the frustration has been building for a number of years, but it's sort of Correct. hit hit the hit the pinnacle because of the COVID stuff and, and everyone talking about, man, are we really getting a fair shot? You know, we did this for you guys. How come we're continually putting up with um, I guess the inconsistency as far as calls go, given that momentum and the shift in the games and when they happen over the last three weeks. So I think it's a fair call. Uh, but you know, you can't you can't go out there this week thinking, oh, we're going to get the calls from the referee. You still got to go out there and play the game to yeah, win it. And I agree, Kempi, that I think this is actually this goes further than just the refereeing calls. And and it's not just the COVID stuff. I mean, for a long time, Warriors fans have been hard uh, have felt hard done by even even with I guess the way the game's covered over in Australia, like um, NRL three hundred and sixty. And Staff actually mentioned it the other day. The, during the Anzac weekend, uh, the Roosters Dragons game got about fifteen minutes of airtime. Not a single word on the Warriors Storm game. You know, which happened on the exact same day and was was a great contest as well. So, you know, I think Warriors fans, it's not just about the, these referee contests. It's the idea that the Warriors are f- sort of forgotten, pushed to the side, shafted and, by the. They, you know. But they always have been. You know, like, yeah. and, and again, that's what's really important that New Zealand has a voice. You know what I mean? So New Zealand, uh, through its channels like what we do, Sam, with this running it straight and our, all our shows, is real. It's really important that we're pushing our our media out there and giving the Warriors a voice because it's really simple. They look referees, coaches, players. They don't talk about the New Zealand Warriors. They all live in Sydney and Brisbane. They're talking about Sydney teams mm-hmm. and they're talking about Brisbane teams. If you're going to talk about the Warriors, it's only if someone ever brings it up. You know what I mean? So when you're talking about people in your own backyard, mate, we're not in their backyard. So they don't want to talk about 
the New Zealand Warriors. They want to talk about, you know, these these guys that are talking the Kents and and you know the Braith and Astors and all those type of guys. Mate, they're talking Roosters, Canberra, you know, those type of sides that they played with and that they've supported all their all their life. Yeah, mate, they wouldn't even know half the kids that are running around in sixteens <laughs> and Jersey flag, yeah. um, and in reserve grade and stuff like that. So when they come up, they get the names wrong. You know what I mean? Yep. They don't. It's you, you, you hit the nail on the head. We're out of sight, out of mind, but we can't keep allowing that to frustrate us, especially the team and the coaching staff. You've still got to do a job. You've still got to go out there, put yourself in the contest, and come out on top. Yep. No, I agree with you, Kempi. Uh Someone's just texting here. Charlie said, um, "If you get chance on, please ask him how he pronounces his surname." Bit of a bit of a hot topic, but we did actually get a pronunciation guide by the Warriors at the start of the season. I can tell you that it, the the way that it was written for me is that it is pronounced Clue with the K, so Kluke Star. You don't pronounce the D at the end. Kluke Star. So Charles Nickel Kluke Star. That is how you pronounce it properly. Um, there's all sorts of variations when you listen to the Aussie commentators. So, uh, look, we have been trying to get um, to Chance. Uh, the number that we were given initially wasn't actually the correct number, so we've been trying him for the last 20 or so minutes. We will keep trying. Hopefully we'll get a little bit of a chat with him if we can. Otherwise, look, promise that we will uh, we'll, um, reschedule for next Wednesday. We'll definitely have him on next week. Uh, what we'll do, we'll take a break. We'll try to get him on the line. If we can't, uh, we'll have a look at some of the other games going on this week in the NRL. Answer some of your questions as well. If you want to text her on double eight double three or on the YouTube channel as well. Uh, we will uh, answer your questions after the break here on Running It Straight thanks to South Seas Healthcare, Auckland's largest Pacific wellbeing service provider. South Seas Healthcare, providing excellent health and wellbeing for Pacific people and all communities. Have your say on the great game of Rugby League. 0800 150 811. This is Running It Straight on SCNZ. Welcome back into Running It Straight. Look, I haven't been able to get through to Chance, which is a real shame. Um, I know a lot of people tuned in to, to listen to the interview, and we've got lots of questions online. Um, but look, we just, bit of miscommunication, had the wrong number for him. Uh, then it sort of became a little bit too late. So what we'll do is try and get him on next Wednesday. We've got all your questions there. We'll save them, and uh, we'll, we'll try and get Chance on next Wednesday um, during the uh, during the off week for the boys. Um, there has been a couple of messages that have come in, uh, which we'll get to very, very shortly, and then we'll go through some of the other big games this weekend, get Kempe's take on them. So uh, let's start with... Uh, Joe's in a big long one saying the biggest positive I see in regards to injuries and suspensions is the Warriors are currently experiencing uh, the Warriors are currently experiencing is even though it is frustrating I do believe there this could be a blessing in disguise as being back in New Zealand the way the team is tracking Webster is creating a great foundation for the team to achieve success moving forward he is such a positive outlook if you look at other teams a lot of them have better rosters more experience but apart from South and Broncos at this point of the season there are really only two teams who appear to have their house in order as you guys mentioned if the team can get close to having their top side they will trouble sides that's from Joe and I do agree with him Kippy yeah, and, and it's and it's an unfortunate set of circumstances that you go through when you get injuries as Richie Ago was pointing out um, and you can't field your best team week in week out and uh, arguably the teams that can do that and put their best rosters out on a, on a consistent basis get on a roll and those roles are really important to going towards getting into that top four which we all know the top four you're in the top four you've got a decent chance of winning the competition so um, I, I don't think it, it's sort of been missed by everyone that this year is a rebuilding year it's Andrew Webster's first year like he's inherited a number of um, a number of players and he's moved a number on and he's and he's signed a few I think as the years start to progress and this is a question that I, I put to Daryl Gibson this morning around losing coaches you know when coaches lose one of the worst things that you can do is move them on like 
a solid club works with that coach and works with their roster to continue to build that build that uh, that club. So, mm-hmm. you know, we always knew that this was going to happen, Sammy. We spoke about it in the off-season. We knew that they're going to come up against a bit of a hard time. You break it down. Uh, we targeted this uh, set of four weeks as one of the, the hardest four weeks that they get. Unfortunately for them, they're three and zip at the moment. They really need to get this game against Canterbury. I think it's really important going into the bye week. So they pick up four points. It puts them in touch with the eight again, and then they come back, and they've actually got a decent run home. So um, I hear what you're saying, Joe. Hopefully we do get some players back and hopefully we can resemble some type of a top side, a top roster before the end of the year's out. Yeah, and just taking your point about letting coaches go, I always think of um, Sir Alex Ferguson in the Premier League, came into Man United, didn't win a title straight away. In fact, Captain K, you probably know how long did it take before Fergie won a title at Man United when he came in. It wasn't straight away, um, but they stuck with him, Kempi, which is rare in the Premier League, and look what went on to happen. So it just shows that if you stick with a guy and you believe in him and believe what he's doing, which I think a lot of people do with Andrew Webster, the fruits will hopefully come. Maybe not instantly, but that's okay. You wait for it, and hopefully it comes uh, It comes in the future. Just another one here from Shannon says, remember the NRL changed the rules because we beat Melbourne the first fifth eight seed? <laughs> Who does that? <laughs> South get a fine for too many players. We get two points taken off us. That's actually an interesting point. So you remember back in 95, we lost the two points. Uh, ended up outside of the eight uh, because we had an interchange problem. Well, Souths had the same thing basically on the weekend uh, and they get uh, a fine. So inconsistency. The list goes on. Don't get me wrong. The other team, I remember getting the bad calls against them as the Cowboys. They got shafted too. Until Todd Payton spoke out last year and all of a sudden the fortunes turned around and they're in the the top four. (laughs) Just saying. And that's, you know, that's what's happened. I think he's, he's, you know, he's taken the bait. Like the hook was thrown out. Uh, during the game and, and during this week and all of a sudden Annesley's but a big chunk of that bait and come out and given arguably a decent, uh, the, the the best sort of coaching uh, refereeing structure uh, for this weekend's game against the Bulldogs on Friday night. Look, again, I sort of, I'll, I'll keep saying, it's entirely up to the players to perform. You know, you can, you can start to blame the referees, but if they allow the the referee uh, conversation to get to take seed, then you're going to take away what Andrew Webster's is trying to buy. And I think what he's done, and especially the way that he's talking, is especially the way the camp's talking, is that they know that they've got to go out there and still do a job. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, quickly, just run through a couple of the big games this weekend. Don't have a lot of time. Uh, so tomorrow night, Broncos playing Storm. Uh, that is in Melbourne. Kickoff at nine fifty. Storm. You think so? At home? I do. Yeah. Okay. Well, they, Brisbane struggled down there. I think they've lost the th- last thirteen, sort of. Um, out of so many matches down there, and it's a tough, tough, uh, tough place for them to go to. And I just think the storm, storm down there, it's going to be hard to beat. Okay, that's a bit of an upset pick, I think. Uh, I'm just having a quick look at the odds there, and at the moment, no, it is the, the storm are favourites with the TAB. So uh, Panthers Roosters Friday night at 10 p.m. That's another interesting game. Two teams that haven't quite found the form yet, but do have the rosters to uh, to fire um, eventually. What do you reckon Panthers. at, at, at uh, Panthers home ground as well? Yeah. Panthers at home. I uh, look. I like the way that Nathan Cleary just really closed the game out last week. And the the Roosters are so sketchy. You know what I mean? Who would have thought that the Cowboys would find some form against the Roosters? I think it had, a little bit it had to do with a wet track as it as it opened before they went out there. But you know the way they way that the Cowboys shut the Roosters out, they look really scratchy. And I think the Pan- Panthers, if you know either weather, whether it's a firm track or a wet track, are just going to be too good. All right, quick fire: Rabbitohs, Tigers, Saturday five p.m. Oh, Rabbitohs by fifty. <laughs> Cowboys, Dragons seven thirty. Well, I like what the Cowboys did. I think they've had a bit of form and and uh, waiting for them for he's been to wa- fire. Mate, they were very good. Yeah, I got to say that. So I'm going Cowboys. Dragons are. Strong. 
struggling. I think this is uh, probably Anthony Griffith, Griffiths last week. Uh, Raiders Eels late night Saturday. Well, I'm going Raiders just because it's down there. Um, the Eels, the most disappointing team of the year. Uh, Knights Titans on Sunday at 4 p.m. Uh, I'm going to go Knights. Actually. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, they've they're coming off the bye. Uh, Titans who are sort and of starting to find and their they form didn't all too. go up to Bali. I think I think it was um, Bradman, Bradman Best was the only one that went up. Okay, and uh, Sea Eagle Sharks, which is a pretty decent game, six o'clock on a Sunday afternoon. Mate, well you're going to have to, you're going to um, look. I think Nico Hines, he's he's got a target this game. If he thinks he's getting the number six jersey for New South Wales, he needs to win this one. Yeah, he's going to step up big time. Okay, we'll take one last break, uh, and when we come back, just one final thought from Kempi uh, on Luke Metcalf, who's been named in the New South Wales Cup side this weekend. South Seas Healthcare, providing excellent health and well-being for Pacific people and all communities. Have your say on the great game of rugby league. 0800 150 811. This is Running It Straight on SENZ. Welcome back into Running It Straight. <laughs> <laughs> the conversations of the air break, not with them to spill out on air. Uh, just quickly before we get to the top of the hour, and uh, look, for those people who did tune in for Charles Nickel Clue Star, we will try to get him on next Wednesday. Uh, Luke Metcalf, great news to see him back in the New South Wales Cup team this weekend. You'd expect he's probably going to uh, make Mate, his... great kid. Yeah, his Warriors uh, return for the first grade side the next week, and I know you, Kempi, in particular, think when he's fit, he's in the uh, he's in the starting team. Well, even even that he's the the fact that he's playing this weekend, I would have shoved him straight back in first grade, hundred <laughs> percent. You know what I mean? Like the kid can the kid is straight. Well, like I've spoken to that kid twice. One once at the preseason when we went down there and we did all the interviews, mm-hmm. and then I spoke to him again down at the Warriors about a month ago. And I looked at him and he reminded me of when I went to Newcastle in 1988 and I met those kids that were so hungry to play football. And I, I remember mid-conversation mid with him and I looked at him and I said, mate, you're not from Sydney. And he went, no, no, I'm from Coffs Harbour, which is out, you know, out there in the country. And he goes, mate, you can tell. He can, mate, he can, he's going to be a star. Nah, I, I know you're a big fan of him, Kempi, and I am too. I'm hoping to see him in the first grade side next week, but good to see him in the New South Wales Cup this weekend. That's us for another Wednesday. The run home coming up next and live commentary of the Bulldogs Warriors on Friday night here on SCNZ.